What we've done every Lord's Day is my guess for 40 years without exception is the service is always centered upon the word. In fact, the Reformed tradition, in case you don't know or are visiting, is a tradition that uh, focuses on the supremacy of God's word. The word is God's final authority, and so the word is always the centerpiece of what we do here. Uh, we can sing, we can pray, we can laugh, we can greet, but the word will, has always and will always be the centerpiece of what we do. We symbolized that several years ago by putting a platform in the middle of the room and now it's tradition, in a way it's ritual, but I hope that even today we can refresh our understanding that God's word belongs in the center of our lives and it's how we live individually and collectively. There's two passages that have framed the last 20 years of this place in particular. The Great Commission from Matthew 28, 18 to 20, and if you will, the launching of the Great Community the Church of Jesus Christ in Jerusalem in Acts 2, 42 to 47. We thought it would be fitting to just uh, read those passages as the centerpiece uh, for the service today. So Marcy Golay has been uh, so gracious, willing to read for us. Marcy, if you'll step up. And if you're able, this is what we do. And may this have deep meaning today because this is the source of life in the body of Christ. God's word, Matthew 28, 18 to 20, and Acts 2, 42 to 47. Marcy, go ahead. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority is in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And from Acts 2, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Thanks a lot, Marcy. You can have a seat. Uh, the, the three pastors today are just going to take turns. This is kind of a, a tag team preaching deal today. And I wanted to just lead off with a few minutes. Understand the difficulty for me in celebrating the past. I have got stories that you would not believe that I'm not gonna tell you. There have been hilarious things like cats walking down the center aisle in the old building downtown, walking in, walking out. There are stories. There, there are thrills and spills, there are joys and sorrows. Uh, so many stories and so many people uh, that I'm not gonna go there. And it talked to me afterwards. But what I would like to do is I did stumble upon this collection of excerpts from the first year of consistory meetings. Now, our consistory is a fancy word for church board. And we meet every month, elders and deacons, we make a lot of the big strategic decisions in those groups, uh, in, in, in those meetings. And, and a lot has developed. We're a little more sophisticated, a lot more organized. And I found these first year uh, minutes 
motions to be somewhat fascinating. It was a simpler time, the language has changed. You wanna see a few? Let me show you. Here's one from December 8th, 1976. Pastor Chloe requested to be able to, feel, to feed some of the beggars that come into the office. Permission granted and try to judge wisely. <laughs> Not so politically correct, the terminology. And then the next one, insurance report, it's all taken care of. <laughs> I figure that is before Obamacare. And then this one, the constitutional question was asked, which is a question we ask monthly concerning the spiritual well-being of church members. All members were negative. <laughs> and then this next one, report on the door of the pastor's office, it was fixed. And the kingdom marches forward. And then this last one, Discussion was held on whether to ask everyone to use the side door for the winter months. It was decided to let people come in where they want. <laughs> you think you could have gotten a group of Dutchmen to come in one door by command? You gotta be kidding me. Uh, great days, and those were the decisions. How many light bulbs to purchase, what type of toilet paper to pursue, you know, all of those things were major decisions back in the day. But those were special, day, special days, and I'm, I'm truly grateful for the opportunity uh, to work with you over 32 years now, and uh, re remembering Don Nienhuis, the founding pastor of this church. He and Ann have now gone to glory, but uh, one of the big pulls to Twin Falls was the fact that Don and Ann were here. Don was a good buddy of my dad's, and um, we had such a great time together uh, in his time uh, here. And, and, uh, and it was Don, really, who was a pioneer amongst many of our original members that moved cross-country to serve with a group of uh, uh, Dutch folks that had just migrated up from California. And I always think about that. At that point in his uh, ministry, what a step of faith that might have been uh, for, during that season. And the ministry originally was built around a purpose. It was a tradition. And, and over the years, we added vision uh, hundreds of more volunteers, those that many of you came along in the years that succeeded and it became a part of the fabric of this place. And I just wanted you to reflect for a moment on when you arrived here, what brought you here, and celebrate that today. Remember that. Uh, some of you were here when this started. Most have come along the way and others are actually just considering if you want this to be the place for you. But understand this, from day one, it took people committed to their faith in Christ and their commitment to a group of people, hear this, imperfect people, but nonetheless people who are committed to Jesus. And that's where this place began. And until Jesus comes again, that will always be the priority. And so, so many other stories. But what I wanted to do for a few minutes today is let Chuck and John maybe reflect a little bit. It's one of the things that I love about this place is the team that we have here, and we truly consider it a team. And uh, you've known these guys now, and John's kind of the new kid on the block, but you know Chuck a long time too for 13 big years. He came here when he was 10. It's an amazing, <laughs> he was amazingly gifted. He was amazingly gifted, and then life caught up with him. But. Um, Chuck, why don't you share a few thoughts, if you don't mind. Give them a round of applause. Now, 
when I think of TFRC, um, I just think of what Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians, that you show that you are a letter from Christ, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. And in 2003, Shannon and I uh, were offered the opportunity to come to TFRC and move our family to Twin Falls. And quite honestly, it was a no-brainer decision for us to make to come here uh, because we sensed, and it was, it was very obvious to us, that the Spirit of God was moving here. And that's really what we wanted to be a part of, of where is God's Spirit moving? That's where we want to be. And in the last 13 years, that has been confirmed over and over again to us. Um, and, and so just, just some quick thoughts. First is, is that we wanted to be a part of a church that would foster our own kids' faith. Um, that's always been really important to us. And as m many of you know, uh, for pastors' kids, church sometimes uh, can be not the best experience for them in their faith. But um, in my time here, our kids have developed a really vibrant faith. And TFRC, and many of you have been a part of that, have instilled a love for Jesus in, in my kids. Um, I think of what was written in 1 John chapter 2. If, if anyone obeys his word, uh, love for God is truly made complete in them. And this is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. And in my time here, in our time here, uh, we've seen people with a sincere desire to become more like Jesus. Uh, imperfect people, to be sure, all of us are, but people who rely on the grace of Jesus and then strive to live out our faith in Jesus every day. That's what I've seen here. First uh, Thessalonians says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in all our distress and persecution, we were encouraged about you because of your faith. And in our time here, my faith has been greatly encouraged here because of you. When I pray with different leadership teams, whether it's consistory or elders or deacons or worship teams or young at heart or any kind of team like that, I am always thankful for the encouragement that those teams are to me because of their love for Jesus and their commitment to this place that we call TFRC. Not just in the leadership teams, but so many of all of you in so many ways, I see your love for Jesus, I see your commitment to this place, and I cannot tell you what a great encouragement it gives me, not just as a pastor, but as a follower of Jesus, time and time again. You have been an encouragement to me. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew chapter five, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And again, in my time here, this sense of mission that we have, that in the name of Jesus, TFRC has actively made an impact in the community. And we have people call us from outside agencies, from outside community groups, and even, even from other churches, seeking our help because of the impact they see all of us making in the name of Jesus. You know, there's a lot of anger and fear and despair in our world. But from what I've seen in my time here, TFRC, we are not a community of anger. We are not a community of fear. We are not a community of despair. We are a community of hope. And our hope is based upon our faith in Jesus. And when I think about our future, I'm just going to leave you with this. 
Philippians chapter 1, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you, in us, will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. A lot to celebrate. Thank you. John? Now, I've been here a while at this point, so I have a lot to say. So we'll start with that. Actually, it's only been about a, just over a year now, so I, I have a, a much narrower focus than, than these other guys. But um, when we were started looking for um, a call to be a pastor, uh, we were looking around and we found this place called Twin Falls Reformed Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. And we had no idea where it was. And, and we looked on a map and I, we thought it was in the Northeast. I'm not joking, That's, it was bad. It's just, it's, but when we showed up here, we were absolutely blown away. Just absolutely blown away. This community is constantly on the move and it was so inspiring to us. I remember I was sitting in the car with Pastor Brian after I interviewed here and he said, hey, the, uh, you know, the consistory said, you know, they're, they're going to offer you the job. And, and I did everything I could to say we're going to pray for it because, we'll, you know, we'll see how it goes. Because we're so excited for this place. I mean, I have two things that, that, that I really just want to share with you. And the first is this. This community cares about the people outside of this community. And it's historic to this church. We care about the people outside this community. On Monday nights... This year, we're having over 100 people come to classes and groups to, to get healing and care because this community wants to put that on for them because they care about them. It's also true with our MVSPA and our refugees and our midweek recharge and our mustard seed and wellness tree volunteerism and our preschool and our daycare. We care about the people outside out there. And the second thing is this, we care about the people here too. I remember when we were driving across the country from Michigan and we pull into the driveway, the place we're staying, and there's about 10 families that show up and our entire truck is emptied within like 15 minutes, which was awesome and I felt bad. I was like, maybe we needed to bring more stuff so people could do more, I don't know. <laughs> but that's what we do here. When there's needs in this community, the community shows up. TFRC always shows up. Recently, you've know this, so Sophie Kramer had a brain tumor and she had surgery on it. And, and, and what does a community do in this? But we buy a ton of stuff that we can barely fit into a minivan and then send it down to the hospital for them so that they can be taken care of. It's what we do. Somebody bought them a Keurig. Who does that? But we do. And so I'm looking forward to the future here. What in the world does God have next for the next 40 years here? And I think God is just getting warmed up. And I am so excited to walk some of that with you. So thank you. I wanted to just wrap up this section. We want to sing a couple more songs. Again, this is a celebrative moment for us. So we just wanted to share a couple last thoughts. And John Wright, uh, John W. Wright had in, in his sharing piece in that video, this, this comment, so few people have affected so many. And that's really where we began. A small group of people have affected, impacted, ultimately every one of us. And, and understand it's just the story of the gospel. It's what the gospel does. A few people affect many. 
And that's how the cause of Christ continues to grow. And so it was approximately 100 men, women, and children that began the ministry here. Uh, 20 ish, 20 to 25 households. Uh, imagine that, you put that in one section, it's probably five, six rows deep, one section here. And so I have to consider as we celebrate the past, anticipate the future, what if, what if 40 years from now, 2056, a few of us may not be here. But what if people like you took as seriously the call to make disciples, call to build a community? What if the same multiplier was at work over the next 40 years? I'll let you do the math later. But never underestimate the power of a few people that are sold out to Jesus and as well. And this is what is not as fashionable today that are sold out to the community of faith. With all its flaws, imperfections, shortcomings, people still come back to this place because they believe in the cause. And the prize always outweighs the price here. It's a humbling moment for me, it really is. And in 10 years, by the way, we'll gather for our 50th anniversary. And you'll see slides uh, we can just hang on all this stuff, add another decade's worth, we'll be good to go. We're going to make it easy on some of us, you, them, that are still here. But the reality is we have a great opportunity moving forward. And I hope this is a, a standing stone moment for us. Uh, standing stones you'll see all over the campus here, and they signify, they symbolize that God's been at work at some point, and the story needs to be told over and over and over again. And so my prayer for us moving forward is that we'll simply go back to the book and read the story and live out the story of making disciples, passionately modeling Jesus as we build a vibrant community together. And I wanna praise God and thank so many of you that have been part of the journey to date. And I would invite those of you that are new to join the next wave at TFRC. You ready? This next 40 years will begin with tri-tip. I can't think of a better way to start. But what I'd like to do before we leave is I'd like to, and I don't want to over-dramatize, nor do I want to understate this moment in the history of TFRC, but I thought it would be great to um, recommit ourselves to the ministry of TFRC. Uh, some of you are serving so well, have served for so long, uh, some of you, quite frankly, are burned out. You've served a long time. I'd invite you to get fired up again because this can be a standing stone moment for us, folks, for years to come. Recognizing it's first and foremost about a relationship with Jesus. Secondly, it's about relationships of people just like us that become extended family members. And so what I'd like to do is just stand and, and create a standing stone moment. Would you stand with me? And I'm going to offer a prayer. Maybe in the Old Testament time, they would have called this a covenant renewal ceremony. But I think it's a great moment for us to recognize, celebrating the past, anticipating the future, that God still has great work to do through you, through us. I'm going to do something that is absolutely terrifying to 38% of you. But I think it will seal the moment. I want you to grab the hand of the person on either side of you. 
For some of you need to put gloves on first. I get that. Oh, this is awkward. Oh, this doesn't feel good. Oh man, I know. I'm here by myself. That's your problem. I, I know how it feels. But I want you to feel the awkwardness of community because in some cases we prefer not to get this close. But it's the call of Jesus on the church. And so let's anchor this moment, heading, hurtling into the next 40 years of ministry together. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, as we thank you for the past, God, help us step boldly into the future. And God, I pray that each one of us has a deep desire to renew our commitment to you now, and more importantly, our commitment to this body of brothers and sisters called TFRC. Our vision, Lord, is the vision that you inspired us with, this, to build a vibrant community passionately modeling Jesus. And we ask you to make this moment a standing stone moment as we renew our commitment to this body of believers called TFRC. And may we step into the next 40 years with a bold faith, with a radical commitment to unity and a sincere commitment to reach the friends and family members in our circle of influence in the name of Jesus. We commit this to you, God, Father, Son, and Spirit, on this day, October 30th, 2016. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.